Vanguard Radio. No Jews. Just right. www.govnn.com. Go there if you seriously dislike or somehow have some kind of crazy problem with Jews, hook-nosed kikes, and or yids. We killed the Son of God. Thank you. Yeah, I get a lot of flack from playing uh, The Clash. Uh, People write me in and tell them that they're rock against racism and all that. But I like their songs anyway. And um, we're going to get some uh, white power music in here. I'm just not that familiar with it. But um, anyway, that was The Clash, overpowered by funk. Anyway, um, the uh, call-in number here, this is uh, VNN Free Talk Live. I'm your host, Jeff Beck. And uh, the Skype ID is VNN Free Talk Live. Send me a chat message if you want on. We have a full bank right now. Uh, we just brought in Alex Linder. But let me also remind the listeners that we have um, uh, Gavin. Uh, we have James Hawthorne. Stan Sikorsky on. Have I, have I missed anything? Have I missed anybody? I don't think so. I think that's everybody. Uh, so, uh, Alex, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. Enjoying the show. All right. Good to yeah, hear we, all you guys talking. Yeah, we had a few uh, mishaps here at the beginning, but these things happen with computers. No, the sound quality is good. All right. That's that's good news. I guess you guys bumped up your microphone, so we should be okay. So what have that you came got? through at the same level, from my end at least, the whole oh. time, from, from when I was listening. So yeah, you see, everything's, fine. everything's so distributed. I mean... People can have a you know their settings set differently in all these different computers. It's so hard to to get everyone in sync. So sometimes mm-hmm. there's a, not, not really a problem. It's just on the end, so it's hard to say. But anyway, what's happening? Yeah. What's happening on your end, Alex? What, what have you got? Got oh, not tonight? too much. Uh, one thing I was looking up was uh, that uh, Kramer. I'd always heard he was a Jew, and I don't mm. know the source of that. Probably other white nationalists. But I looked up on Wikipedia. Now get this. His uh. He, after his comments about nigger, hired some publicist named Howard Rubenstein who claims that Kramer is a Jew, but the Jewish Journal of Los Angeles, according to Wikipedia, says he is not a Jew. and was actually raised a Catholic. Mm. And on top of that, he's a 33rd degree Mason. What? And is v- very much into, into to Mason <laughs> stuff, Mason genealogy. I heard he was so, Italian. Yeah, I've heard that too, but I'd always heard before that even I'd heard that he was a Jew, but uh, I don't I don't know what the truth is. I guess after all that, uh maybe he's one of those guys who finds it to his advantage to pretend to be Jewish in Hollywood. We've certainly heard of that before. Well, why uh, would Rubenstein out him as a Jew? I don't understand that. Uh probably to try to get him some protection. Mm. But uh Yeah, hold on. I'll find the uh See if I got it open here. Well, yeah. He's out there in California. That that's. I I don't think you can. Here, here listen to this. This is from Wikipedia, on and and Judicial Inc was calling him Abby Richards, but as, as far as I can tell, or they say his name is Michael Anthony Richards, mm-hmm. born in uh, forty nine. But this says remarks about Jews. Subtitle on twenty second November two thousand six. Report surfaced that Richard had made remarks about Jews during a stand up routine in April two thousand six. That's earlier this year. That could be regarded as anti-Semitic. Richards called the heckler a fucking Jew and said, You people are the cause of Jesus dying. But, <laughs> <laughs> but get this. The publicist Richards hired after fallout from his comments, Howard Rubenstein, confirmed the report but added that remarks were made as part of the Comedy Act and stated that Richards is Jewish. The Jewish Journal of Greater Los Angeles, citing anonymous sources said to be familiar with Richards, including a television director who said to work with him for several years, has claimed that Richards is not Jewish and was raised a Catholic. So, I don't know what the hell you make of that, but, uh... <laughs> anyway, it sounds like he may not be Jewish, but is pretending to be Jewish. Um, <laughs> In fact, uh, somewhere I saw a picture, early picture of one of the terrorists that founded Israel, and he's remarkably similar and looks to uh, hmm. to uh, this Michael Anthony Richards. 
He also but, played uh, Stanley Spadowski in, uh, uh, what was that? Uh, uh, Streetcar Named Desire? No, Weird Al's uh, <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you you ate something? Yeah, UHF. <laughs> that was a ways yeah. off. Uh, I knew that dude had some Polish name. Kind of like that uh, Stan Sikorsky guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, what's the meaning of this guy? He says he's from Jersey who has an uh, English accent there. <laughs> what's up with that, pal? <laughs> I don't know nothing, you know. <laughs> New Jersey by way of Brighton on the sea. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> I'm just wondering. Oh no no no! When I was when I was a kid, I lived in New Zealand. Ah okay. I was, I was actually born in Atlantic City Hospital. God, you know, God bless me. <laughs> but I grew up I grew up in New Zealand. I grew up in New Zealand, but it was so uh, it was such a magnet to you. You had to return to the nigger depredations and the, the high life. Yeah, that that I've it been wasn't there. By my cho- wasn't by my choice. Believe me, I was 14 years old. It, yeah. <laughs> Now I used to I lived out around DC and Maryland and I went up uh, to Atlantic City one time. Um it's pretty fucking miserable I'd have to say. It is. I lived I mean, there for 10 years. It just it's depressing as hell basically is what it is. Yeah. It, but uh and and like there you, you say and I, I didn't get your what's your name? Or uh, me? G- Gavin. Yeah, which Gavin. Uh, on, okay. On, on, Gavin. The, on the no on the forums I'm known as as GM, Guy Morovius. Oh, okay. All the forums. Yeah, it's let, like you said, know. you know, a, a street off of the the Trump Mahal or whatever that the Trump thing is. It's it's just niggers, and it's just yeah. It's you just go one block off the boardwalk, forget it. It's just it's just when I saw buses of uh, old people going there to to pull the slots, and then a bunch of niggers surrounding it, bleak. At least yeah. in Las Vegas, you get some kind of nice desert weather when it's not the the middle of the summer, but uh, <laughs> now overcrowded. Walk down the boardwalk. Yeah. Uh, in the morning, yeah. all, you, all you see are drug addicts and uh, derelicts, homeless. It's genuine uh, scum from wall to wall. Yep. I mean, nasty, depressing. But uh, and and New Jersey does have, despite the reputation, it has quite a lot of nice places actually, and uh, kind of rural and and uh, and even rich areas. So it's not all scum by any means. It does. But, unfortunately, uh, the the Mexicans have invaded. Quite a few places, especially the farm areas, because you know they're used as pickers and everything. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember uh, the story? I think it was on Long Island. It was about two, three years ago that uh, some white kids got, I don't know, angry at something, and they went out there and firebombed a, a family of uh, spicks. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been a lot of racial incidents up there involving Mexicans. This is very interesting that both you and and got. Uh, I'll just say Gavin. I'm having a little trouble with his name, but uh, you and Gavin Stan believe that New Jersey is kind of having a smoldering race war right now. Oh, it is. It is. Uh, I have a report here that I, I just found today, and I'm going to be putting this up on uh, New Jersey Unfiltered, that in Bridgeton, of all places, if you know Bridgeton, it, it used to be a, a decent place. Um, they have a, a prison there, and uh, the Bloods are... are pretty much in control of the place the gang you know mm-hmm. and they they've been importing weapons making their own weapons uh, uh they're having a, a serious problem there um the uh, we we had a uh, spick recently uh martyred for zog in uh in uh iraq and uh, they made a big deal of it, even having the flags at half mast around here uh, for them. But uh, it seems that uh, the uh, Phelps Roper gang is going to be coming to his funeral. All right. Yeah. All right. Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, is he near you? You get around. You've got to, you've yep. got to take a video camera there. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. That'd it's be some to be good tomorrow, stuff so. to get their wacky rationale. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, they uh, came here and I missed them. Yep, and of course, I you know I haven't made it you know too public, but you know there's been some medical problems in my family, but uh, there's mm-hmm. been this huge report just released that uh, uh, the hospitals around here that are mostly run by Jews uh, have been using um, uh, medical equipment that was supposed to be one-time use only, and they've been washing it and using it again. And, uh, saving money. You know, 
We yeah. got we got a message here from Mark and Collie. He says he was in New Jersey a, a few years ago and quote the fucking cops confiscated about five thousand dollars worth of paintball gear from us when we were there for a tournament. The cops there are worthless pieces of shit. Yes, they are. Okay, <laughs> no disagreement there, huh? No disagreement, none whatsoever. So what do they do? They just uh, they just turn a blind eye to all this nigger crime, don't they? Well, they make money off it. Oh, so they get the stolen goods and then sell them to the department or something? They do that. They uh, you know they get a paycheck just for you know rounding up the the, the minor criminals. Meanwhile, you know the major ones like you know the the pimps that control everything or or the major drug dealers they go free. Oh, so they're taking bribes. Yeah, basically. Well, when it gets politicized to the point where niggers are in control of the apparatus, you know, it's just easier. They know that it's going to become a political thing. Like up in New York, they Mm -hmm. shot some nigger, supposedly some innocent guy who panicked and was coming out of a strip club at the early a.m. hours and got into a beef with the black and, I think, spit cops, and they shot him like 52 times, or they they expelled (laughs) 52 bullets, which is... Oh, those are niggers. What kind of training do these people get? But, you know, just you, you can just picture the scene, and, I mean, that's what you get where you have clubs and you have niggers. Just yeah. like, you know, we had here in Kirksville without going into that again. You know, they, niggers come out, they're drunk, they're horny, they're angry, maybe they're not getting any, and they start fights or they create problems. And they're right. already impulsive. When they're, when they're liquored up, they're going to be even more impulsive. No control. They don't know what they're going to do. The cops, yeah, they throw a, a ring around the, the a tent over the circus. That's about all they do. They show up. They wait. Yep. They go home. You know, CNN has been running that all day. They sure yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the 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 thing is, you know, Sharpton's in on it now, and and uh, I yeah, you're, I watched know. Fox today for the first time since that Lebanon war, and you know they had. Somebody was on there talking to Jesse Joe. Are you going to forgive, you know, Michael Richards and just <laughs> just another brand of liberals? And you know, all I've seen all day is one white person or supposed white person surrounded by this cadre of, of blackness all day on the news. Yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, uh, why aren't they outside my door? I, I'm staying nigger, 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 nigger. Okay. You know, where are you at, guys? Yeah, I don't. I don't agree. Some in the white nationalists will say we shouldn't use that, but that—that's one of the strongest weapons we have is that niggers exist, and yeah. acknowledge it and show that we are not afraid to speak the name of the enemy. Now, the main na- enemy is the Jew, and of course, yep. naming the Jews job one. But naming the Jews tools—it's uh, important to use nigger. If you use African American, you're exceeding in a giant fraud, which is mm-hmm. that they're equal people on on the level that we are, and and overcoming that that leap. Uh, which people are, if you use African-American, you further the idea that it's immoral somehow to call them what they are and have always been known as. Right. And we have to fight that. And so I'm I'm very much in favor of using nigger, whether he's a Jew or not. I mean, what he said, first of all, the niggers was fu- were fucking with his act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, instead of giving the, the, <laughs> the what was his name, uh, Sam... Uh, Fat comedian's comeback. <laughs> oh, Kinnison? <laughs> yeah, he did the. Uh, <laughs> he did. The, uh, I, I won't go into it. It's too obscene. But instead of doing that, he just started. He said, 50 years ago, he would have had a pitchfork jammed up your ass, you stupid nigger. And, and you've all seen it. You know, yeah. So what? They call each other a nigger all the time. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knows they are niggers. Where's the problem? But of course. He had to grovel, so now, you know, before we can even begin to talk about forgiveness, you know, he, he's got to jump through X, Y, and Z hoops to satisfy you know, it, Jesse Jackson. It, it, really, it really seems that there's two, there's two ways to combat this sort of situation if you find yourself in it, and, and that's the, the grovel method. And then the other method is to stand up, you know, put your chest out and, and refuse to back down, you know, like, like Matt Hale would do. When when he was interviewed, and he would say, "Yes, I am a racist. I think the whites are superior, and and uh, I'm not afraid of these words." And it seems yeah. to me that the if, if you've got the if you've got the fortitude, the, the second one is a lot better because if if you grovel before them, they're going to kick you for years and years and years and years. Well, that's like Trent Lott. 
Okay. Yeah. Trent Lott, you know, said what he said, which really wasn't that bad, but they made it out to be something, you know, horrible. You know, and I mean, the guy's a, a freaking millionaire. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he loses a few a few million in a civil suit or something. You know, but even then they couldn't have dragged him in for well, that. Well, even then, I mean, it's you know? not illegal to call people niggers, and now they've hired Gloria Allred, a, a Jew feminist cunt out out west, who's going to represent these two niggers who are basically heckling the guy, and uh, the comedian. And uh, you know, what are their damages? You can't claim that it's illegal to call someone a nigger. <coughs> well, that's exactly right, and, and it, it, it seems that if you, if you give in to these people, that your life is actually worse because they're they're going to you know kick you repeatedly. But once they once they have your number that you're not a uh, you're you're not a, a wilting lily, uh, it seems like they leave you alone. Well, yeah, because <laughs> you're to get to be to play in the system and get your your num nums, you have to roll over, you know, and beg and lift right. your leg in supplicatory mode like a dog, and then maybe they'll let you back into their next crappy sitcom that they're filming. But uh, we can live as men. We don't have to put up with that. We say, yeah. You, once, you, once you say, yeah, you would call me racist, anti-Semite, whatever, the poison is drawn. I mean, you, you have the courage to take it straight up. Yeah. I say nigger. So what? Am I, am I a bad guy? No. If you think I'm a bad guy, you're a fool. But I'm not going to be... I'm not gonna be uh, turn by, you know, you weaklings, you semitically correct weaklings, you have to say that to keep your government license radio gigs, you know, or whatever whatever it is. Say, yeah, I'm a free man, this is my opinion, go fuck yourself if you don't like it. Exactly. Go listen to someone else. Yeah, I'm a racist, I think blacks suck. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> say that and, and give them a little grin. <laughs> the opposite yeah, the of a shit-eating grin, and what are they going to do? Because they know everybody, that's what drives them insane. They're driven insane by you're using nigger because niggers exist, and they don't want to acknowledge the whole leftist thing. And this gets into something I want to talk a little about, is, uh, is repressive tolerance. This is a theory that comes from this Jew, Herbert Marcuse, who was chased out of Germany in an unfortunate broom expulsion rather than vertical expulsion. And this clown preached repressive tolerance. That means that it's only tolerance when you tolerate stuff from the left. Stuff from the right should be squashed. And that plays into my not being able to get any, even a serious, well-dressed letter printed on a site that is critical of a minority that they were fawning on, an illegal alien. You know, that's, that's repressive tolerance in action. When the left controls an institution, anything that's critical of the left gets squashed. And I want to, uh, just a quote here. I spent the last couple of days over Thanksgiving, I read some books, and one of them I read was Roger Kimball, who I think is a Jew, actually, despite the name, the Anglo-sounding name, is The Long March, and it's sort of a, second-rate version of The Closing of the American Mind, and a second-rate version also of, uh, that was by the, the book by the, Blue, the Jew, Alan Bloom, which covers a lot, of, it covers the 60s, and the same stuff that uh, Kevin McDonald covers in uh, Culture of Critique, but he talks about a lot of these radicals and, and what underpinned their ideology and, and what they did, and there are better books, but it's not a bad book, uh, even though it's written by a Jew, and it's fairly famous. In fact, I suspect it was published because they thought it might make some of the profits. The, the Closing of the American Mind did. Now, if you've never read The Closing of the American Mind, which is about 84, and, and the, this book, The Long March, which refers to a quote from uh, Gramsci, an uh, Italian uh, uh, thinker, uh, who said that you know the left ought to, uh, the way to win power is to, to take the long march through the institutions and, and, and two steps forward, one step back, and retreat whenever you push the bourgeois too far, bourgeoisie too far, re retract a step, but keep going. And that's exactly what they've done. And now they completely dominate academia uh, for the best instance. But here's the quote used by uh, Kimball. He's, he's quoting Jerry Rubin, who's a 60s radical Jew, uh, talking about civil rights. The revolution declares war and original sin, the dictatorship of parents over their kids, Christian morality, capitalism, and super-masculinity trips. Uh, our tactic is to send niggers and long-haired scum invading white middle-class homes, fucking on the living room floor, crashing on the chandeliers, spewing sperm on the Jesus pictures, breaking the furniture, and smashing Sunday school napalm blood America forever. That's America with a K. And that's just a, a good example of a 60s radical crap. And, and you know, we, we coined the phrase hush crime to describe these crimes against whites that go unnoticed. And earlier today we've been talking about the murder of white prostitutes in New Jersey. And uh, which could well be done for political reasons by blacks, and that has been that has happened to other places, and and the media always cover this up. 
Well, why do they cover it up? Because they actually like crimes committed by colors against whites. And the, the perfect example, and this is a book that made the New York Times top ten list back when it came out, is Soul on Ice, which is by Eldridge Cleaver, who is a black radical who specialized in raping uh, white women. And hold on, I got this here. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna dig this up and read this. You know, while you're looking for that, the thing this this is why conservatism is such a, a flawed philosophy, and because a lot of this radicalism that happened in the '60s has been institutionalized. And well, they, they've become the liberals. And Newt yeah. Gingrich is the perfect example. They use all the buzzwords about empowerment and, and regime change, and they're just they're wacky. They, look, the races don't mix. If you accept that they do mix, then you have become a liberal and, and a reality denier. Now, listen to this quote from Eldridge Cleaver. I became a racist. And this, this is a book that is frequently assigned in, a, in American uh, schools. It's actually not badly written. I mean, he, was a, he basically educated himself in, uh, in prison. And he's not a bad writer, but what he says uh, shows you where his mind is. And he was praised by everybody up and down on the left, including Susan Sontag, who called the white race the cancer of history. And uh, <laughs> the New York Times, who put this guy on their top ten list. I became a racist. To refine my technique and modus operandi, I started out by practicing on black girls in the ghetto, in the black ghetto where dark and vicious deeds appear not as aberrations or deviations from the norm, but as, as nigger normal, as part of the sufficiency of the evil of the day. And when I considered myself smooth enough, I crossed the tracks and sought out white prey. I did this consciously, deliberately, willfully, methodically, though looking back I see that I was in a frantic, wild, and completely abandoned frame of mind. Rape was an insurrectionary act. It delighted me that I was defying and trampling upon the white man's law, upon his system of values, and that I was defiling his women. And this point, I believe, was most satisfying to me because I was very resentful over the historical fact of how the white man has used the black woman. I felt I was getting revenge. And then uh, Kimball cites some of the reviews of, of this sort of stuff. Uh, it was, so it was hardly any wonder the New York Times declared Soul on Ice one of the ten best books of the year. The Nation, the Progressive, the New York Times Book Review, the Saturday Review, all praised this book and talked about how great it was. And this is why they simply don't cover black-on-white crimes, because they applaud those crimes. They think it's wonderful. They want to see whites killed in rapes. They think that whites deserve it. And a large percentage of the, the non-Jewish uh, elite has bought into this way of thinking, including all the three-name wasps who run most of our universities. What else can explain the, 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 the utter silence about you know, black gang rape and murder and all this sort of thing? I mean, what well, else can explain that? Jeff, uh, you know the answer, and, and this is the stuff Kimball never goes into, and it's what makes his book a second-rate book. Uh, is that he can't give you the context. Now you see all these radicals, the, the Marcuse and the, uh, the Cleaver and the Norman O'Brown and, and the, the Allen Ginsberg, you see, they, they could be what they were and be ignored, but, they're, but only within a certain context are these kind of people selected, chosen, and promoted. And we know what that context is. It's the Jewish context, the Jews controlling the academia through their incredible numbers, uh, in the, among the professoriate and the Jews controlling the means of production of the texts that are used by everybody and setting the agenda and telling the writers what to write, telling the committees what books to select through the Department of Education and, and destroying anything that fights back against them. And that's why McDonald's is the best single book uh, to, to explain the particularly Jewish motivation behind these guys like Jerry Rubin because although you do get some of their outrageous statements in the books uh, by Jews who are now criticizing them themselves and the radicals they used to be, I talk about Horowitz, uh, you don't get the full motivation. It's not just anti-white, it's pro-Jewish. They think that being anti-white and, and promoting sexual uh, promiscuity that endangers uh, white people, they think that that's good for Jews. And, and just as in that Rubin quote, you know, they, they hate Christianity, they hate uh, free market, they hate, they hate any kind of normal white life. They're at war with it. Well, what else can explain also, uh, this, is, this, this does explain exactly why uh, the, the government of the U.K. now is giving millions of dollars to send its exactly. own school children to Auschwitz. Exactly. Now, first of all, even if the atrocities at Auschwitz happened, it's not the British's fault. They weren't <laughs> over there running these camps, so what the hell have their kids got to do with any of this? If the Germans did what the Jews said, then hey, that's great. March them through and say, hey, can you guys turn it down a couple notches? You don't need to be gassing people. I mean, that would make sense. But except we know from history they didn't gas anybody. We also know from history that the Jews were the commissar, that the Nazis, the nationalists in Germany, arose to fight. 
So, so, so badly has the Western world been taken over by these Jews that now it's a staple of the curriculum literally from here to Australia. I'm sure they're assigning Annie Frank down in Australia and New Zealand, just the way they do here in the U.S. in history, English, literature, what have you. Well, you know, it's only if, and if we were that close to, to Poland, we, our kids would be shipped over there too. I have no doubt about it. Well, uh, since they can't ship them over, it costs too much to ship them over to Poland. Uh, they're building their own Holocaust museums here, and Anybody? one of them is being built in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nebraska. right. Yeah, who who said Nebraska? Yeah, the the gas chambers in in Nebraska ran on ethanol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're powered by corn. too, then. <laughs> corn fed whore. <laughs> corn fed whore, you say? <laughs> I do say it. <laughs> And I say it a lot. <laughs> they had no right to gas those Jews. Not with diesel. <laughs> have you guys seen Not with ethanol? <laughs> have you guys seen this Holocaust memorial they have in in Florida of all places, where they have? <laughs> no, where which did, they have this enormous coral gables? Yeah, they, well, now they have this My enormous hand that comes up out of the earth, <laughs> and there's all <laughs> there's all these like little tiny human beings crawling up the hand. Oh my oh. God! And it, I, I thought the hand was giving someone the finger at first, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, you know, you know, it's like clutching, you know, for a rope or something like, you know, help, well, how many, help. How many, t- how many towns over a hundred thousand don't have some kind of Holocaust memorial? It's the biggest hey, joke to, ever on humanity. Go to Liberty Square, right in right in Old Town, Philadelphia. And right next to where they sign the Declaration of Independence is a uh, Holocaust Memorial Museum. Oh, Christ. That's vomit-inducing. There you go. Yep. And this, this is a... Oh, somebody sent me a funny email. It's got a picture of a, a tank in Iraq. It says, you know you've been in Iraq too long. It's got a sign like Baghdad, one of those blue highway signs, Baghdad, Hill and below that, Martin Luther King Boulevard. <laughs> 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 well, they got him in Salt Lake. Oh, you know, I have yeah, a lot. I have another, another guy who enjoyed uh, raping white women, Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. I believe Jesse Jackson, too, liked white whores. Yeah. And, and these people are talked about as great. What do you think lies at the bottom of that impulse, man? It, nothing will ever satisfy that. Nothing, there's no way to appease or placate it. You either fight it or you give in to it. And we, we should be fighting it. We should be destroying it as before it destroys us. Because it is destroying us. It is chasing us out of areas. And You know, it, it, it's funny. This Well, it's not funny, but I mean, it's just weird that this whole... Uh, uh, dead hooker uh, thing going on in Atlantic City just happens to fall uh, right after they've been busting uh, all the, the black members of the city council like Callahan and all these other guys uh, for corruption and, and uh, taking Callahan is black? And, yeah. Callahan? Uh-huh. Good grief. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, like, that news died immediately as soon as this hit. You know? So. Yeah, and, and these people, they're, they're genuine terrorists. And you need to understand, we, we've got, we're going to have that Hillary, uh, the Clinton cunt is going to run for president in a couple of years. And, and the point that Horowitz has made and other ones have made, you've got to remember, when the Black Panthers first came on the scene, they were promoted by the left, and there was a big trial. And she was part of the, the whole crew that was defending the Panthers who tortured... Uh, a guy named, I think, Alex Rackley, they tortured him to death. And Bill Lon Lee, who was the head of the civil rights under the Clintons, and, and Hillary Clinton uh, at Yale were uh, defending these people, and they ended up you know, getting out. And, and actually, uh, Angela Davis and some of these other commies, she was called by Herbert Marcuse, his top student, or the best student I ever taught, a black female who, who I don't know if she still does, but go, used to go around speaking at the different colleges to rapt ovations. And... Uh, I'm pointed, you know, to some commission in California, and this is this is what these communist murderers uh, and and politically activist nigger terrorists. Uh, that's the way they're treated by the people who are running our country. So you know, they are very much at war with you, the ordinary white, and there's no way to placate them. And the conservatives are the ones, the whites who who give in and choose cowardice as their way of getting along. Uh, true conservatism would fight them because it recognize that they have uh, they have abandoned the standards. And the rationality that that it, uh, that you associate with the right, 
and they've traded it for this jingoism where, you know, now they're running army ads, and it's funny. They run this one where there are very, very few minorities in it, and the three representative names of the soldiers uh, who, you know, presumably represent the type of young male they're trying to attract are named, I think, O'Rourke, Butler, and Reinhardt. You know, Irish, English, and, and German, and there you go, the, the three main white ethnic groups in this country. Right. And, you know, that's, well, I guess those Lopez's and, and the, Jack, you know, McJacksons and Jackson 5 aren't, aren't, aren't so interested. And meanwhile, at the same time, they're pressing these diversity codes in the universities and saying, you know, you're, you white kids, you go, if you want to go to college, well, first we're going to need you to work in Iraq maybe lose your life or lose a leg or arm and then, and then maybe you come back and pay your own way with some of your army your army money but uh, whites are discriminated against in college and we we allow foreigners including Jews to come in here on our dime while we're over there fighting for them and this too is what America America has come to these days meanwhile they lower the flag to half mass all over Atlantic City for uh, Rivera who uh, isn't even a citizen, as far as I I can read. For who? This guy Rivera, who was over in Iraq and got whacked by a sniper. And you know, is he this a Puerto Rican? Something. I don't know what. Well, now you got to exp- now. Jeff used the term "spick." I think generically, but spick I do. Tradi- yeah, "spick" traditionally means Puerto Rican. It doesn't mean Mexican, although it could be expanded to mean Mexican, poetically. But it, it, but in New Jersey, you have all kinds of Puerto Ricans, right? People m- out here in the Midwest or West may not understand that, that the Puerto Rico essentially has all the privileges and none of the responsibilities of being a state. It, it gets right. the federal welfare, and they're allowed to, to come into the country, and they've really highly populated the New York, New Jersey area. We, we've got Puerto Ricans, we've got Mexicans, we've got Guatemalans, we have Nicaraguans, we have... Uh, Salvadorans. Yeah. At least Take in D.C. Pick. Yeah, so so they have that in addition to the Mexicans out there, mm-hmm. and I see. Yeah, there's more Mexicans around here all the time. Yeah, I hesitate so to use "spec" because it it, it kind spec of means Puerto Ricans specifically. Okay. Although it's also sometimes used as a more general epithet for, well, uh, and, for and getting a good South term America. for these people is very difficult. Uh, because, Gates, well, because they aren't they aren't Latins. You know, well, a, you, no. A la- I, I heard. Yeah. What did someone tell me that uh, an insult that Spaniard, Spaniards cannot stand to be called Mexican? Right. I mean, they, it's yeah. a real insult. But their apparently their insult for South Americans is Sudaca. I read yeah. that, or someone sent me that, which I had never heard before. So that might be worth using if they call you like the equivalent to the, them calling you Gringo or Anglo or whatever. Is a Sudaca, <laughs> uh, which I don't know exactly what that means, but it well, is that's an like insult. like Egyptians don't want to be called Arabs. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> they want to be called pharaohs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sand nigger. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know, I've I've met people who are copt Christians from from Egypt, and Optic, the, right? these people. Uh, Same here. I, I I've I've spoke with them, and and they claim they they've claimed to me that they are the true Egyptians. And that mm-hmm. and that these Arabs uh, uh, are are in they are uh, invaders, uh, and they are they're, they're people who basically took over from them, and uh, and I, I've heard a, a narrative along this, and and I, I looked at him when I first started meeting this fellow, I I had a really hard time placing him because um he could pass for white. Uh, but you know he he's not he he's not a blonde haired blue eyed Aryan by any means, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, sure. and you know not not that you have not, not that that's the sole acid test of being an Aryan either. But uh, he claims that um, uh, you know that that he that his people are the true Egyptians, and you know it's very interesting that uh, I, I took a great interest in this man's culture because uh, I think we as whites especially racially conscious whites, uh, we need to understand how these minorities, and I'm not talking about the scum minorities, but uh, these minorities uh, live uh, surrounded by a hostile majority. And, you know, you could, you could think of, um, you know, people who have been occupied by Turks, you know, like Greeks and Serbians and so forth that were occupied by Turks. You know, all of a sudden they find themselves... In a hostile environment, you know, how do they survive generation after generation after generation? 
And I, I really believe that if we're going to stay here in the Qua, uh, we need to learn those skills. Uh, and uh, and we need to learn them fast. Yeah. Well, I think Egypt was more or less Aryan up until the the last good dynasty, the 25th or something like that, if I'm recalling correctly. And after that, it kind of browned out. Yeah. Same thing that we saw everywhere else that the Aryans went. And, and yeah, it's all revisionist history, Latter-day. Well, why is Egypt a pile of shit today? Uh, well, it's a racial. Race is the key to history, as Disraeli, the Jew, said. And it's the same thing uh, in Iran and the same thing over in uh, <laughs> in India. And today, the uh, the Hindus, they want, the, they want to deny the Aryan invasion and say that it never happened and claim that all development in India was indigenous. And, you know, it made this happen uh, several generations down the road that... You know, maybe one of our ancestors who's unpolluted will say, you know, we were, we are the true Americans, right? And mm-hmm. I kind of thought about that, you know, when when he was telling me that, you know, we're the true Egyptians and these these uh, Semitic Arab types. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I got to thinking after he told me that, I said, you know, I, w- I wonder, like, you know, uh, you know, someone's great listening tonight, someone's great 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 grandchildren will be saying the same thing, and in 150 years when they're, you know, surrounded by, you know, muds. Well, sure, you you got to think of it as time-lapse photography for, photography of, of types of plants. And, you know, and, and you speed it up, and you, there's one type of plant, and it dominates for, you know, whatever. And, and then another type comes in, and all of a sudden, there's only a little of the first type of plant. It's just like that. It just takes place slowly enough that it's kind of hard to see. But now it's taking place so rapidly that it's becoming easy to see. Even for the dimmest among us, can't help but notice, oh, what kind of a country is this? Yeah. There's there's just all kinds of people who don't belong here, aren't from here, don't speak English. All of a sudden, everything in the world is in Spanish. Uh, every product comes in a box that has at least three languages on it. English, Spanish, French. Yeah, yeah we and just had a, a church open near us, uh, uh, the Kenyan Methodist Church. And, and now... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to get my coffee on Sunday morning, and lo and behold, I see just uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of niggers congregated, and they're coming out of their ridiculous little church. And I, you well, know, I Jesus can't will have cured them of their excessive uh, testosterone and impulsiveness. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't. I can't think of a better religion for them than Christianity. How Jesus saved humanity, and and no one denies that niggers are human. No one. Except Michael Richards, and he's a fucking racist. I hate him. I'm never gonna. I'm I'm going along with Jesse Jackson's boycott of Seinfeld <laughs> DVDs. I'm just not gonna watch him. <laughs> and I can go longer than they could without masturbating. You know what? You know, Stan. You know you you, point, you pointed that out. <laughs> you know that episode. <laughs> you pointed that you out. You got it. Right. 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 As they're about to release some huge DVDs <laughs> yeah. at a Seinfeld. Stan, you're right to be cynical. <laughs> Richard comes out with The whole this. thing could be a whole fucking setup. Who knows? You can never be too cynical. It's a show about nothing. Come on. <laughs> yeah. This could just be one long episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. It's like Norman Mailer advertisements for myself. And, and another <laughs> another guy, who incredibly bad writer, who promoted as the greatest novelist ever and... and you see, it's it's all a it's like a barrier reef. You've got everything working together to create a community that, that's mutually interdependent, and you've got you've got the 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 publishers and the writers and the academics and the newspapers, and it's all interlocking and feeds each other. And if you're not part of that system, by God, you're going to have a PO box and a little uh, homemade newsletter, and yep. that's how it works. And that's why everything that you read and see and hear sounds the same because it's coming out of that same that same environment. That is utterly hostile to every other, and, and only accepts. You don't have to be a Jew to play in it, but you cannot oppose the Jewish agenda. And all you need to do is, when you have a news story, and it could be the Richards thing, is go to Google News and type, you know, that, you know, Richards uh, Kramer, and you'll get 150 hits of published newspaper reports about this incident, and they all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and and we we documented that on that left cow thing. They they newspapers are largely the Associated Press, which is a Jew-run operation, and the average small town paper does almost no reporting. It takes everything off AP, and then the rest is syndicated columns, 
And who do the columns syndicate? They syndicate Jew appeasers and Jews in about equal measure. And they don't, they don't syndicate, you know, you might think to yourself, well, uh, wouldn't you like to buy a paper and read what, say, I don't know, you know, what uh, uh, Birdman Bryant says? Or, or what Ed Steele says? Why, why wouldn't that be better than the crap you read in the paper, like Cokie Roberts or, you know, some... Some other ranking like that, you know. What, what, why are why is only one? If America is such an evil, racist country, a why do these billions of third worlders want to come here? And b why can't we ever read any opinion from all these racists who are said to be so representative of the hick areas that they run these ads about nonstop? Have you guys seen that Nextel ad? Where are you headed? It shows, it's oh, a yeah. total deliverance meme that they're. I, I probably talked about this before, but the deliverance meme that when you venture out of the the very safe inner cities, you you come to these. There be there be monsters areas of America and rural flyover and you're likely to be accosted by these Tennessee hicks who are out to do you in and don't understand simple English. And yeah. it's, it's it's wacky, but it's utter it's utterly in line with what Ben Stein said in the View from Sunset Boulevard about the mentality of the the few hundred Jewish writer producers who dominate Hollywood and determine what's on the screen. They see the city as superficially Hostile, but underneath with a heart of gold, and they see the country as superficially nice, but underneath with a heart of evil. They yep. hate ordinary whites. They want to get rid of us. That they simple. sure do. Yep. They'll take our money and our pussy, and bye bye. No place for white males. No place for hate. Now that's what no place for hate means. No place for white males. No tolerance for white males. You can be a fag. Uh, yeah. Well, you can fee- be a female race trader. Yeah, I had I had to go uh, shopping for some computer parts yesterday, and uh, I I almost got just physically sick. I had to go into a Best Buy, and uh, there was uh, just God had to be at least twenty-five to thirty-five examples of uh, stupid white bitches with uh, niggers. Mm-hmm. It was it was just fucking disgusting. But you know the funny thing was I was you know looking at these white girls and they just all looked so unhappy. Mm-hmm. You know, just jokes on them, but they won't figure it out until it's too late. And it's just exactly. unfortunate that I could blame them if I thought they were capable of thinking. But I, I I honestly I'm not joking. I don't believe most women are really capable of much more than instrumental thinking. That is, how do I get from here to the refrigerator? Or how do I do what I need to do to get my small task done? They they cannot think in a larger... And, and that's not wholly a weakness, but it, it does seem to be true. And that they are just so happy that they're obeying this, this force that's all around them. And I, and I don't think it ever rises to the level of conscious in their mind. I think it rises to the level of fashion in their mind. Like, oh, this is what the cool people are doing. Well, if I do it, I'll be that much cooler myself. If Heidi Klum is marrying a black and having these ugly little bastards... Uh, then, then I can do that. I can be sort of like Heidi Klum in my own reduced way. And so they team up with some nigger, and boom, there, there they go. That's what they end up with. I see people like that too, even out here. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's a sad, sad thing. And it's just until normal whites have control of the mass media, and that means television, uh, nothing will change. Yeah, but we we do have to continue our efforts to promote our ideas and get them out and attract people in dribs and drabs by ones and twos. And there is there definitely is a surge of people who realize, like Jesus Christ, yeah. something is so, I don't know what, but something is fundamentally wrong with the country. Yep, and we can tell them exactly what it is, precisely what it is. It's it's that Jews have control of it, and they're using our country, our money our sons and our daughters for their own ends, and they don't give a damn about us. That's right. You know, I see this, uh, even even though this is not a shooting war, uh, at least uh, on our side, uh, we're being shot at occasionally, but I see this as a guerrilla movement of ours. And as long as we can stay on the Internet, as long as we can uh, get on our bullhorn, uh, it's almost like a guerrilla war in the sense that if the enemy hasn't defeated you, and defeat mm. meaning that you're you're uh, unable, in this case, unable to broadcast, uh, unable to have a website, unable to have a forum, then you're winning. Mm-hmm. And that and that's how guerrilla warfare works. And right. as long as we are standing, as long as the, when, the, when the sun comes up, we're alive and we're kicking, uh, we aren't defeated. So we're, we're in a guerrilla war, we're winning. 
Well, that's true, and and there's no doubt that as as a Whenever their thumb is let up, it floods with what they call racialism, evil racism. Yeah. And it, that's because we represent simple reality. We, we represent what most people actually think when you talk to them. And they recognize, they may not fully understand the implications and all the associations that we do because we've thought about it more and read, read about it, but they know basic things are true. They know that when you have niggers in an area, it's a bad area. And their behavior reflects that. So that means that in, in, in their heart of hearts, they know that we shouldn't mix with Mexico, that it's a bad idea, and they know that it's happening, and they don't understand why. And the people who affect to speak for them never mention the Jewish nexus, and in fact, overtly and publicly refuse to make that association and denounce those who do. I'm thinking of uh, uh, the Congressman Tancredo and Byron Jost. Mm-hmm. Uh, whose film did make that connection. That's why we must. Du- it's doubly important not to give in on the Jewish thing and to keep announcing it. We are right. We have the strong point. In time, all the other stanchions will be washed away by the ocean of Jewish lies, but we alone will stand firm and unmoved where we are. And then we got to build the next one, and then eventually we, bu- we build... Uh, I don't know what I'm shooting here for here with this metaphor, but maybe we build a pier. Uh, Alex, don't you see palace. this? Do you see this, or do you not see this? as a generational struggle as well. Um, I'm not entirely sure what you mean. I mean, it, I mean, we have to... I, I know that the demographics are looking bad and the trends are looking bad, but uh, we still have to train our children and inculcate our children to yeah. take the struggle on into the next yeah. generation. We just can't yeah. shoot our wad and, in one explosive burst. We have to do whatever it takes to, inc- to, to yeah. rebuild a white head... You see, that's what Jews do is they decapitate their competitors. They've chewed our head off by, by every means they can. I mean, they don't let our best into the, into the best universities. They actively promote minorities. They actively discourage whites from doing anything that's identified with white. These kids, as a joke, at one of these northeastern universities, again, did the gambit of a, a whites-only scholarship, although you only had to be a quarter white to get the scholarship. And the media is instantly, oh, that's hate, that's hate. Meanwhile... Who ever heard of a university that didn't have black and Mexican and Jewish-specific scholarships? I never did. And so they, they do everything they can to prevent us from rebuilding an elite that can recognize that, A, we are a race, we are different from these other people, we do have our own interests. Things that your own eyes should tell you. When you see Mexicans and, and blacks, you inherently instinctively know that they're not like you. That alone tells you I'm different and, and I want what's good for mine, just like any people would. They want to do everything to prevent us from gaining that consciousness. So we who form a uh, uh, we form the white elite. Since the 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 traitorous elite has renounced uh, being white, then we are the elite. I we see. That. I, I agree with you entirely. They try to continually to chop our head off and to to malign us in the eyes of those we might lead. We just have to fight them, however I, we can. I, I I agree with that entirely. Uh, in 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 reading of the elite, I mean. The the elite doesn't have to be a, a bad word, and you know if you no mean, elite is a good word. Yeah. I've always been a frank. I say I am elite. I believe I am better than average people for a number of reasons, and I try to lead as best I can, and 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 be loyal to the thing I seek to defend. And and we we want. I mean, I believe that in a, in a healthy white society, it is very important to have a, a healthy elite. And the problem now, one of the problem now, one of the problems we face now, is that we have a, uh, insofar as they could even be termed mm-hmm. elite, uh, they're just oligarchs. But insofar as we have an elite, they're corrupt, and they're working against our interests. And we need to get people like, uh, well, uh, I know this is going to sound very egotistical. We need to get people like ourselves in charge, and we need to cut. Yeah, th- absolutely. We, we need absolutely. to cut their heads off and put us there. And they, yeah, yeah. And, and not only do they seek to deny, to, to keep the white head cut off, they, they, they will give you false heads to replace it, you know, the people who are racialists, but they don't talk about Jews ever, they just talk about blacks. And so there, there are all these, these little games going on that you have to realize. And, and what we need is an elite that is consciously white, and that means looking out for the interests of the white race and fighting the white race's uh, most hostile enemy, the Jew. And, and it's that simple, and we've always maintained that as long as BNN has been around it, and we maintain it because it's true and right, and that's why we don't change, and that's, um, that's where we're different from the conservatives. 
who, you know, they, these people have just come off 15 years where they've been in power. What, what the hell have they held? Not even 15, probably more than that, 20. What have they done? They've done nothing. They've just advanced more of the liberal agenda. It's the same damn thing, the so-called conservatives and liberals. Uh, there are philosophical differences, but the American people are not philosophers, and they aren't interested in ideas. They're just interested in, a lot of them want lower taxes, and then they, they enjoy foreign military adventures, and a lot of them don't, and it, it's quibbling over details. Well, right. let, me give a, let me give out the, uh, the call-in information again. This is uh, VNN Free Talk Live, and to, and to call the show... Uh, you'll need Skype, and, and the ID is VNN Free Talk Live. That's VNN Free Talk Live. We'd like to hear from some callers. If you'd like to call and talk to Alex and ourselves, uh, please do. How about you? Are you still there, uh, Gavin? Ga- still listening, waiting yeah. for uh, Hawthorne to chime in. Yeah. Well, James, what's going on? I'm still here. I'm just li- just tuning into Alex. Yeah, well, you're getting kind of late <laughs> there. Let me, I'll, I'll run off. I, I can talk forever, so hop in. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I, I do. I do agree with you, Alex. This, this is yeah. a g- generational struggle for it, we're in here. You know, you do what you can. You make as much money in, in media and, and children as you can, and, and uh, uh, just wait. Uh, circumstances change over time. You don't know exactly what's going to come along. But uh, yeah, they're absolutely. Here, here's another thing. I want to talk a little about this. And I don't know if I mentioned this before. It's fairly recent, but. I said cutting off our head. Part of forming, preventing a new elite from forming, that's part of the mission of these hate crimes laws that already in England, New Zealand, and Australia, you already have these laws where you can't speak about stuff. This is from the Free Speech Monitor, which I believe is put out by Paul Fromm up in Canada. Uh, Abolish the First Amendment to get hate, Benai Brith is told. One of Canada's most powerful anti-free speech lobby groups, the League for Human Rights of Benai Brith, sponsored the third international symposium on hate on the Internet. September 11th and 12th in Toronto. That's this year, a couple months ago. The well-funded event attracted high-powered people, police chiefs, Canada's new political police, politicians and speakers from Israel, the U.S., Australia, Britain, and Canada, to gag dissent, or hate, meaning anything of which powerful minorities disapprove, means overcoming the U.S. First Amendment. That's exactly what one of the speakers told the assembled censors, in response to charges of alleged U.S. inaction regarding Internet hate, Michael Janako, the chief attorney for the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, did say that, quote, physical hate threats over the Internet or otherwise can be criminally prosecuted. U.S. law enforcement agencies can increase intelligence gatherings and stop the Internet import of terrorism. What cannot be prosecuted is pure hate speech. Uh, the, the American Civil Liberties Union has successfully resisted all attempts to increase police surveillance of terrorism. What can be done, Janako said, change the First Amendment. In fact, a congressional attempt to do this regarding hate speech lost by only two votes. Janako is suggesting that the balance between freedom of speech and hate speech is shifting. We have to struggle where these lines should be drawn. Jewish tri- this is taken from the Jewish Tribune, September 21, 2006. American patriots should be aware that the enemies of free speech have targeted the First Amendment as the way to get at the Internet and hate speech, which, of course, is muddled up with terrorism and kiddie porn, but basically comes down to anything... who. He who cries hate doesn't like, like opposing the third world invasion of North America, like questioning the Hollywood version of World War II. And he's, uh, he goes on for, uh, for, for quite a while here, but uh, they were, okay, blah, blah, blah. They were introduced by Aaron Raymer, chairman of Benibrith Canada's Institute for International Affairs. Uh, well, you Blair, know, I, I don't think Chief, li- Listen to this. This what? is Toronto Chief William Blair. Blair declared that Quote, hate has infected the Internet. York Region Chief Labarge said, Canadian children spend more time on the Internet than in any other nation on Earth. He warned, we must attack Internet hate as much as we attack Internet child pornography. Once again, we see political opinion equated with child molestation. And now, listen to this. None, nonetheless, there's been progress towards successfully prosecuting Internet hate. He gave the example of a website by the racist anti-Semite Brad Love. Labarge was able to find an enthusiastic crown, that's a, a lawyer, I think, in British countries, who helped con- to convict Love. Love received the stiffest sentence yet given to an internet hate monger. Uh, Brad, Brad, if this report is accurate, Labarge was lying. Brad Love is a computer illiterate. He had no website and no computer. His more than 10,000 letters, several jabbing Labarge for, paying, for buying a 500,000 mobile command post and challenging him to come clean about the role of poorly screened immigrants in York region crime, that's York, Canada, 
were sent to politicians at all levels. You sense the evil power of the politically corrupt cop, cop censor getting an enthusiastic crown attorney to railroad a dissonant letter writing writer who had criticized the chief into jail. So they, they get this guy basically thrown in jail for writing letters to the police. And this, this is up in Canada. And, and they're holding symposiums with people from around the world on how can we get rid of the First Amendment. So this is two months ago up in Canada. Well, I think it's very likely. Uh, Nothing new, of course, to any of you, but... Well, Canada's a police state, an Orwellian police state, probably just behind Great Britain. But uh, Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I I think is in the realm of possibility, uh, in that if we want to keep fighting this propaganda war like we are, uh, this guerrilla movement of ours, we may have to move our servers to some place like Iran where we can speak freely. I'm Isn't not joking. <laughs> How could Iran be freer than the U.S.? Speaking of this, it's funny. I, w- I was reading a lot of this. was a link I got through Judicial Link, uh, the assassination of Rafik Hariri. And he's, they've got a, a German guy who's, who's uh, a reporter who's written a book that, of course, hasn't been translated into English. But they're talking about how the Mossad basically killed this guy over in, uh, in Lebanon. And he talks about various false flag operations like the bombing of the LaBelle Disco, which... Victor Ostrovsky said in his book, by way of deception, that, yeah, that was a Mossad operation to blame Libya and to get Reagan to attack Libya, which he did. And, right. and he's talking about this corrupt German prosecutor, I think appointed by the U.N. to kind of whitewash the whole thing and blame it on Syria to set them up as the target of a new, a new world attack. And uh, just r- really remarkable link. I'll, I'll put that on the site later. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the world is not as it appears, and they, they don't want anybody talking about it, letting alone doing anything about it. And, and have we got any update? What, what is, uh, there are more charges added, I believe, to the guys at heretical.com. Isn't that right? I think that's the latest. I don't know. Perhaps from. James has an update on that. I haven't Simon heard anything Simon more Shepard about and, uh, it. I mean, all, all I know so far is that uh, Simon, Simon Shepard, he's facing nine charges, but... A, a, that could be adding up. As far I as think they added more, though. That's what he yeah. said in his last update. And they added more to Luke O'Farrell, too. Yeah. Uh, I think he was up to, like, 15 for, for Shepard. And God. this is for hosting political material on a website. And the website is on a server in the U.S. where you have the First Amendment. But as we've seen in the past with uh, Henrik Mobus in, down in a German jail, the U.S. will work with foreign countries where the First Amendment does not obtain, does not prevail, to extradite people. And you see, you can get away with anything if the media doesn't talk about it or make a case about it. And the media is on the same side of the government. In fact, the media is the government. Well, it doesn't exist if the media doesn't report it. it absolutely not. And that's the reason for these blogs like the New Jersey. What's the name of that? Uh, New Jersey Unfiltered? New Jersey Unfiltered yep. by Bud White. And, and this is the only way you can get the facts out about what's happening in your neighborhood. And you can completely scoop them like we did at Kirksville today with talking about this fag club that's going to open. I haven't seen that reported anywhere else. So a scoop is a real thing. And, and you will know people in your neighborhood, and you can learn stuff about what's actually going on. You should be able to attract readers. Like Jeff said, it's getting a lot of hits. There are a lot of people in New Jersey. This, a brand new, this is a brand new blog, and it, it, it just focuses on New Jersey alone. And it's getting 15, this is a first or second month, it got 15,000 hits. That's tremendous. And just imagine if, if you're some young reporter out of some journalism school and you're writing for some local New Jersey paper and you notice, you look at, at the crime stats and you notice how skewed they are. Now, are you going to write the truth? Well, if you do, you're, you, what, are you going to use that clip to get hired at a larger paper? No, you've got you to gotta fill out the agenda. You've got to right. cover up the ongoing racial war. So this blog and, and amateur journalist, which is better and professional, is the only way to do it. And radio too. Radio is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we got something really going here, uh, really well, and and the listenership is growing, and and there is a real hunger for this. And you know whether it's our our our, our guest last week, uh, Mitch Bubba, or uh, or whatever. If you can produce this yeah, stuff, that was good stuff. I really enjoyed listening to that last week. I think I was on for a half hour, and then uh, I I kicked back and listened to the rest of the show. Yeah, it, it, it's very interesting. Even if, uh-huh. like, I don't, I've never really been to Michigan. Or I, I've been through there a couple times, but I never stopped and looked around. And I've only read a little. Of course, I've seen this site, the ruins of Detroit. But it's very interesting to hear people who've lived in one area and then they've seen it for 
40 years go downhill, and that's what we heard from those guys. And I think it doesn't matter where that area is. It's interesting to hear about it, whether it's Hawaii or Michigan or, or what. Well, look, let's take, a, let's take a break here with the top of the hour. Alex, I'd like you to hold over a little bit. Of uh, course. And because uh, my guest in the third hour is a no-show. He had to leave the house. Okay. And, and so let's. Uh, there's a few more things. There's a story about uh, Jimmy Carter. I want to talk about a little bit. I'd like your feedback on. But yeah, I guess we. Yeah, okay. We don't have any. Uh, I was hoping we had. Uh, I well, talked about that Canadian stuff. I, I. There's a little bit more about Canada we could talk about, especially this this uh, young girl that Richard Warman's going after. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so let's take a break here, and uh, we may do a short uh, third hour. But gosh, we've got a ton of listeners tonight, Alex. And so let's. Uh, Let's well, we'll make that break short. Let's keep you Yeah, out. let's keep the break short. And let me write this to disc, and we'll be right back, folks. This is VNN Free Talk Live. We'll be right back in about five minutes. All right, here we go. Are you rolling some tunes in the background? Vanguard Radio. No Jews. Just right. <laughs> 